welcome back to the Daily Illini Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Haidu. Join with me, Josh Peach. It's just me and Josh today. No special guests. Because we got to break down some sad news. We got to break down some sad news. And we just have to do it together. And it's going to be hard, but we're going to give it to you before we get all sad and depressed. Josh, how have you been? Well, I don't know. I mean, you know, just getting ready to go back to school and trying to accept the news that we're not going to have football, you know, it's it's been a sad time. I'm not going to lie to you. It's been a little depressing, especially for us. It's hard as journalists, but we'll get through it. You know, we have the best editor in the world here and then me, you know, take that as you will. So yeah, uh, you know, it's just, it's a sad time, but I'm ready to get back to school too. So, you know, that's something to look forward to. I'm so ready to get back to school, even though it's not going to be anything like school. Um, But still, just the idea of, like, just being around your friends safely with a mask on. Um, Hopefully, I don't know, enjoying the quad, I guess, the outdoors of (laughs) (laughs) Champaign-Urbana. Just really taking it in. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm excited to get back to school. I'm excited to get back to work. Hopefully, we find a way to get back to work sometime. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's been a rough couple of days, I think, for anybody who works in the sports industry, who, you know, is an athlete, is a coach, or even just a fan, like anybody around sports right now especially collegiate sports, it's been hard. Um, Obviously, Tuesday, the news broke that the Big Ten officially postponed fall sports. I don't want to say canceled because that's the wrong term. They have not canceled fall sports. They have postponed them. So all fall sports in the Big Ten have been postponed. Pac-12 went ahead and followed them later that evening, I believe. Um... So for Illinois, that affects obviously football, women's volleyball, which is a huge deal um, because Big Ten is far and away the best um, conference in women's volleyball. I don't think it's hard to argue. There's usually more than half of the teams in the top 25 um, every season. And then that affects men's and women's cross country and women's soccer. That also means that men's and women's golf and men's and women's tennis they both play a fall season that's not their um main season spring is their main season but those teams will not compete at all so essentially no sports will be being played in the fall on um, which is i want to i want to take a minute before we get into football um because that's obviously the main topic and i respect that but i want to take a minute just to talk about the other sports um i mentioned volleyball um Josh I know you did a little volleyball earlier this year um you played you played volleyball in high school like Illinois volleyball team is arguably the best team on campus like next to you know a men's golf they just have like the rain there but women's volleyball and I know we talked a little earlier like I was so excited for this coming team because you know they returned a good group of their young core They were getting the Gatorade player of the year, Ellie Holzman, back from being healthy. And I think that's really upsetting. You know, women's soccer, they were – they just got a new stadium. Their new stadium is being built, their new field. Um, And then 
the real struggle comes with, which Josh Whitman actually brought this up in his press conference with the media yesterday, men's and women's cross country is going to be the hardest sport to figure out because a lot of those athletes participate in track in the spring. So you can't have both of those seasons going on. I mean, players are, or athletes are going to have to choose. So I think we just have to take a minute to acknowledge the fact that like, this is not just college football. I know people are going to talk about college football because that's the revenue source and that's the driving force behind this postponement. Um, but I mean, Josh, do you have anything to say about that? Just kind of the other sports. Well, like volleyball, just in particular, like this is a team that two years ago was in the final four in last season. I'm pretty sure they sold out every single home game they had. And they play at Huff Hall. Like, that's by no means, like, not any type of accomplishment. Like, that's a big deal. This volleyball team is really, really good. I got to cover them. Every single girl I talked to was nothing short of, you know, respectful, nice, happy to be there. Thomas is, like, the nicest dude in the world. He's such an awesome coach. So I, I feel bad for those girls. Like you said, Gabby, this team always has the chance to be special. Two years ago in the Final Four, they're still riding that wave. Like, they're a really good team. And just, like, not even them. Like, I covered a little bit of uh, women's golf last year, too. And they were returning Tristan Nolan for a fifth year. And she, you know she was going to have a good season. Like, they're a really good team, too. Uh, I know that the cross-country team hasn't been all that, like, accomplished. But, you're like you said, this cancels their season completely because the majority of them are on track. So, I feel really bad for them. Obviously, they're not going to get the recognition that football does, but it's still just as big a deal, in my opinion. I think going back to volleyball a little, I do think if anybody's going to come out of this like 10 times better, it's going to be Chris Thomas and the volleyball team, just because not saying that other, you know, coaches and teams don't have the ability to capitalize on this, you know, extra offseason, but I feel like Chris Thomas is just one of those coaches who he's going to get stuff done no matter what. Like, he is not – and he's such like a, a people person. Like, I feel like he's so connected with his team. You know, I don't see them kind of hitting that lull or hitting that, you know, period where why, why are we even doing this, you know, type of thing. I think this is the team that's really going to come out like lights out, hopefully in the spring, if not next fall. Um, they're going to be dangerous because, again, they're returning a lot of their core group. And not that this is a good thing by any means, but trying to, you know, look on the brighter side a little this is still such a young volleyball team. Um, a lot of their regular players last season were still underclassmen. Um, and they have brought in a few freshmen. And then, like I mentioned, Ellie Holzman, she's a hitter. And she was a Gatorade player of the year, came in, hurt her knee, was out all season. Um, and she was like their top prospect, obviously. So again, by no means is this a good thing, but if you want to try and take the brighter side, this gives this team like more time to build that chemistry and grow. Like if I'm any other volleyball team, I'm nervous for the spring or I'm nervous for next fall because Illinois, they're going to come out really good. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously sending our condolences for all the fall sport athletes and coaches, because this is just a really hard time. Um, I think Whitman all it's hard for everybody. Like Josh Whitman even said yesterday, you know, or um, on Wednesday, he was like, I thought, you know, that March 11th date, March 12th, March 13th, that those were like the worst days of my career. He was like, yesterday was right up there with it because I mean, I've, he's one of the guys making this really hard decision. Obviously we got clarification that chancellor Robert Jones 
was actually the one who voted um, in the presidential meeting. Just to make that clear, because a lot of different names have been thrown around, Chancellor Jones was the one who voted to cancel Hall Sports. He was supposed to be on the Zoom Wednesday, but had to cancel due to travel plans. Um, I'm not going to obviously say I don't believe that. I'm sure that's the case, but I think he should really try and make himself available at some point in the next couple of weeks because people have a lot of questions for him. And I mean, he made the decision. He knows that it comes with the territory. So he has to expect those hard questions, but it was just kind of hard because some of the questions on Wednesday, you know, Whitman's kind of like, I can try and answer that, but it'd be best for Chancellor Jones or for the big 10 or the board or something. So I think he does need to make himself available at some point, but I mean, let's get into, let's break down football now. Okay, we'll break down football. Um, so like I said, Big Ten canceled or postponed, Pac-12 postponed. ACC, SEC, and Big 12 have all basically said, well, I think the Big, was is the Big 12 the only one who have like exclusively said they're playing? Well, I think that it was the ACC and SEC just like had everyone assuming, you know, they were going to play no matter what. And I think what I think some of the coaches and presidents over there were saying, okay, if the big 12 says they're playing, like we're good. And we really need them to say that. And that's what they did. They came out and said, we're, we continue, we plan on continuing with fall sports as scheduled. So yes, I, I think the three of them have all pretty openly said we're, we're in this. Okay. I want to bring something up. So I, the biggest thing that women hit on yesterday was that their concerns weren't over like, Illinois' campus weren't over Illinois' testing. Um, if you guys don't know, Illinois, like University of Illinois itself, developed a saliva test. Um, it's said to not be as like accurate as the swab one, but obviously they're working to make it more accurate. But that's what they're using for all of us students and um, the athletes. That's what they've been doing. Um, they've been doing twice weekly tests over for the athletes. Um, when they first got to campus in the summer, they tested them, quarantined them no matter what, and then tested them again after the quarantine. So Illinois itself has done a really, really good job of keeping these athletes. What was it? Only 23 tested positive over the summer? I think so. Yeah. Um, 12 came, got 12 tested positive when they came to campus. So about half weren't even from being on campus. And then only four athletes had symptoms and they were all mild. Um, kind of just to break that down for anybody who hasn't seen that information already. But so Illinois itself has created, which now Illinois governor, J.B. Pritzker, J.B. Pritzker, oh my God, I can't say his name. He actually announced today, I think in Urbana, he was doing some, I don't know, conference in Urbana today. And he wants to expand University of Illinois testing to all the Illinois colleges, which I think is great. Um, but back to my original thought, um, Whitman said that the concern wasn't over University of Illinois' ability to keep their athletes safe. It's over the other schools. And like the, cause there's no, there's no standard. Like there's no protocol you have to follow. So every school is kind of doing their own thing. And this is where things get a little messy. So today, this morning, um, the Florida State 24-7 affiliate, 24-7 sports, tweeted that FSU will be tested today. They've had four tests this summer. We'll test weekly during the season. So you're telling me that Florida State, 
has only had four tests this summer and they have not been testing weekly. That's the problem. And that's the problem that I, no matter if you agree or disagree with the decision, you have to see this as like, you're asking Illinois, a team, a school, you know, this football team has been tested twice weekly. They are all good. They're all good. They go to, let's say, Iowa. Not this just hypothetical. I'm not hating on Iowa. They go to Iowa. Iowa hasn't been testing weekly all summer. They're just now getting into weekly testing. That's not as accurate. That's not as efficient as Illinois has been. Now a couple of Illinois guys get the virus and they bring it back to campus. And now we just go through this cycle of, okay, if we never left in the first place, like there wouldn't be all these cases being brought back. So I think based on that tweet today, I totally see what Whitman was saying yesterday just about like him not being confident, Illinois not being confident in other schools, other campuses. So I think that's a big thing to remember is this isn't just like an Illinois thing or a Big Ten thing because you're asking these teams to travel to other schools who don't have the same protocols as them and then risking that just because one state or one college doesn't want to test as much or doesn't have the ability to test as much. that's really frustrating. That's really frustrating. Um, because if you just had a set protocol, if you just have a set protocol, you have a set, you know, we're all testing twice a week, you could probably play college football. Every conference could. Well, that's kind of where my, you know, speculation of whether or not the ACC wanted to play football comes in because, or even the SEC with Florida in there, because like, Florida is one of the states where their governor, Ron DeSantis, has not been manda- like requiring masks. They want to cut off, like he's been one of those people that's wanted to cut off funding for testing. Like clearly people in these states, like Georgia, Florida, a little bit of Texas, kind of a little bit of Arizona, even Iowa a little bit, like they have not been mandating masks properly. And we know that masks are the number one thing that are protecting people here. Where Illinois, which has all this testing, and Pritzker, who's mandating masks and, like, requiring them. It's a totally different scene. Like, why do you think we have no, like, no positives right now within the team? Because, or we had, like, so few, and I think we have none now, is because it's been, like, mandated properly. So I think that when Florida State gets those tests back, when they start testing again, like, they're going to have positive numbers. They're going to have probably similar numbers to what Illinois had when they started testing because these people have not been wearing masks, even though these – they've been encouraged to in quotes like I'm worried I'm worried too Gabby because if Illinois did play and they went to a state like that they would bring it back and then I think the season would get canceled because so many players would have it so in my eyes I think that the ACC the SEC the Big 12 if they're in states that aren't requiring masks they're going to get tested and they're going to have positive results I don't know if it's going to delay the season I don't know if it's going to postpone the season I don't know if it's going to cancel the season whatever word you want to use I'm just not confident that they can make it through a season with, you know, laws like that. No, I agree. I think, I think it just, and obviously this is not a conversation we need to get into, but I think all of these problems just, you know, boil down to our country as a whole and, you know, the government that we have right now and the people in power. So I think it's hard because there was never like a national protocol, national mandate, you know, and I, it's hard because you have the last few days on Twitter. I don't know how much you've been on Twitter, Josh, 
have just been like horrible. You know, I've tried to stay off as much as possible, but you know, too, like it's kind of part of our job to be on Twitter and keep up with everything. Some of the things I feel like I've been seeing, I'm sure you've been seeing too, are just like horrible, you know, blaming, first of all, blaming the media for um, the college football season getting canceled. Like, I'm sorry, the Big Ten presidents did not look at Josh's tweet and, you know, were like, you know, Josh doesn't think the college football season can get played. We're not doing it. Cancel it. Like, they didn't listen to our podcast and we're like, oh, they're doubting the, the season's getting canceled. We better cancel it. Like, so I think it's important to really just like gather your facts here and look at something like what we just mentioned, the Florida State thing. Like, if you, if all these schools are having different protocols and, you know, different standards for what's okay for testing, it's gonna, like, you're gonna, the cases are gonna come. Um, and we've already had some reports of athletes developing, like, a, what is it called? Why Heart I, inflammation. Say it again. Heart inflammation. Heart inflammation. So, like, I think there's been at least five cases in the Big Ten, that yeah. were in the Big Ten that athletes who had COVID have now developed, like, heart inflammation. Um, I think it was Jeremy Werner or someone else yesterday in the press conference who asked about that, if that was like a decision, if that was a factor in this decision-making. Whitman kind of just said he didn't really know because he wasn't in the room making the decision. Obviously, it was the president um, and the board. So, but I mean, you think about that, like, I think I said this on the last podcast, and I don't mean to be like morbid or anything, but someone's gonna a football player like someone from a football staff could end up dead because of this because we're trying to play sports in the middle of a global pandemic when our country is not does not have the virus under control whatsoever you know you look at europe you look at let's take like a new zealand um countries and obviously europe's not a country i know that but like areas that have gotten the virus under control yeah they're playing sports right now like they're getting back to somewhat normal obviously no one's back to normal yet but that's because they have controlled the virus to some extent we have not our country has not controlled the virus at all and you're asking these football players and i know they all want to play and that's i get that and i know their voices want to be heard but you're putting lives on the line for entertainment and that's the end of the line. Like, I know it's jobs, too. And I know, obviously, canceling college or postponing college football takes away jobs and it takes away so much money from universities. But you're asking lives to be on the line for entertainment. And I think that's – it's just hard. And I think it's hard to argue with people about this um, because people just don't see it like that sometimes. And that's okay. You know, we can have different opinions. But I think I just, like – want everybody to just take a step back and I think Ryan Baker um he's a Illinois alum a big reporter uh sports media guy in Chicago now he said like he tweeted are you really mad about the college football season being postponed or whatever for the like for the players and for all that or for your own entertainment and I think that's you have to take a step back and it's like, if you're getting mad at, you know, the big 10 or 
players or coaches or teams or whatever, like you really need to take a step back and be like, why are you actually getting mad? Are you actually getting mad because you feel bad for the players and you feel bad for the teams and you know, the lost opportunities, or do you just want to sit on your couch all day Saturday and watch college football? Um, and I think that's like, you have to look in the mirror and do that. And if you're one of those people angry on Twitter right now, please check yourself, please reflect on that. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's hard. And I, I am upset. I think we're all upset, but you just have to look at the bigger picture. Yeah. I mean, people that are trying to blame the media for college football getting canceled, like who does the media cover? Who do we, like, who are we supposed to cover in the fall? Especially these student journalists, like, like us, Gabby. What? I said, we don't have jobs without it. Exactly. What are we supposed to do? Like, I was supposed to be the football beat writer this year. Like, I guess I still am, but like, what sport am I going to watch? Like, this stinks. So people that are trying to blame the media, like, just hold on a second. Like, yes, some people have, like, have, like, their doubts with the season. And maybe I was one of those people. But of course, I wanted the season that you too Gabby I know that we think like pretty similarly about it we like we need this Gabby's supposed to run a paper this fall how's she supposed to do that without sports being played so for those people you know I think that just take a step back like you said think about that for a second but yeah I mean it's just it's not a good situation I think that you know everyone will figure it out and obviously there's like plans of potentially playing in the spring but even that has its faults I don't know it's these unprecedented like times are well like I, how are we supposed to plan for this how are we supposed to get through and like everyone has to like you know act differently on things and try and figure it out but I just think that the people that are trying to blame the media are very out of line I don't really want to go there but I just don't agree with it at all and it kind of bothers me <laughs> I agree all right Josh and I will quit our rant um hope you guys enjoyed that um let's talk a little bit about what Illinois football is gonna do now so they had five practices right so they had five practices five training camp practices no pads obviously um then everything happened on Tuesday on the postponement so what Illinois athletics sent out to us was Josh Whitman met with the team at Memorial Stadium Tuesday afternoon to discuss the announcement. Lovey then held a virtual team meeting um, Wednesday night following dinner and gave players the option to go home um, for a couple weeks or they could stay on campus and work out. Then the team will get back together at the start of classes August 24th. Um, Then the coaches will have a practice schedule for them and they'll be working under the basic 20 hour rule. Um, so let's break this down a little. And this is another narrative that I think uh, people need to understand is saying that, you know, college athletes are safer on campus than going home. You know, if there's no college football season, they're just going to go home and get it. They're staying on campus. They go to school. Like, I know Illinois and a lot of other colleges are pretty much online, but it's still technically a hybrid um, situation going on this semester. So they're not leaving. They're going to practice. They're going to work out, not practice. They're going to work out and they're going to do their typical off season stuff. So these football players are not going home. So we just need to set the record straight. They have the option to go home for a couple of weeks until the team meets back. Um, not sure how many 
of the guides will end up doing that just because that's, you know, a lot of travel back and forth, obviously higher risk for that catching, you know, the virus. So that's what Illinois football doing right now. So they, and they also said in this little release that Illinois will not attempt to schedule games this fall outside the big time conference, wink, wink at Nebraska, um, basically. So I think it's, Good. They have a plan in place. Obviously, they're going to get back to work on the Zoom yesterday. Lovey Smith was also on it. His main message was just that, you know, this sucks. Yeah, we're all disappointed. We want to play college football. This is our life. This is our job. But we're just going to get better. We're just going to get better. We're going to take this off season, take this extra time and get better. He still believes this team is so special. And not that, again, going back to what I said about volleyball, this isn't a good thing. We don't like this, but imagine how much better this Illinois team can be in a few months, how much better this group of guys can be in a few months. And I know everybody's excited about this team and hopefully they get the chance to actually all play together. But I think Lovey's mentality is really good and is going to reflect on the team is going to reflect on the players. You know, there's been a lot of outspoken players, most notably Josh Matterbebe. Um, he's been, very outspoken about wanting to play and just being upset about the decision. But I think if, you know, they take Lovey's mentality and just look at it as, you know what, we can't control this. Like Josh or Matterbebe can't control this. Brandon Peters can't control this. You know, Luke Ford can't control this. So take what you can control and do that. You can control that. You can still work out. You can still practice. You could still be with your team, get better take that and control that. You can't control the virus. You can't control, unfortunately, the Big Ten's decision. Um, so I think they have a good mentality. Hopefully that reflects on all of the players. Um, I'm, not, I'm not sure how this fall will play out just in terms of, you know, transfer portal type of situations. Lovey Smith said he wasn't worried about that. Um, do you think they're? Do you think they have any reason to be worried, Josh? I. Well, so back to what you said about before. Before, I just want to hit on like with Lovey and saying, they um, have to you know, don't worry about what you can't control and like I. So he's like been expressing that the whole time. Like when I've been on the press conferences, that's exactly what he's been saying. And just like for the people that are unspoken, outspoken on Twitter, like. I understand, um, like, the frustration, obviously, because this is what they've been working for. Like, Bebe is a transfer. He – this is his last year. Like, obviously, there's eligibility questions and things like that. But you might get a spring season. You know, you might get an extra year of eligibility. I know that he's someone that was thinking about the NFL. So, like, I understand the frustration. But, obviously, this is out of their control. And the big thing is that you can get better from this. Your team can get better, which could lead to a more successful season. Obviously, we don't know – what's going to happen with the postseason, like if there would be bowl games, if they're, you know, what I'm saying, but it's a, it's still an opportunity to showcase talent and that's what they're getting out of this. So I think that Lovey Smith's right, you know, whatever the big 10 ends up deciding, like it's not really in our control. We don't have an opinion on that, but use it to your advantage, get better. And obviously like every other big team, big 10 team's going to get better, but there are a lot of people on the football team with a lot of potential that can use this time to get better. So, I think that frustration is obviously like acceptable out of the people on Twitter, especially since you see the ACC, SEC and big 12 playing. But at the same time, 
we're not even sure that they're going to be playing right now. You know, there's a lot of uncertainty still surrounding that. So I, yeah, I think that um, this is just get like, they're going to try and use it to their advantage. Um, and where, now what, what was the last thing you asked me? I'm trying to blank now. You just answered it. Okay. All right, good. Never mind. So, but yeah, no, I, I think that it's going to end up being a spring season or no season. Uh, I can't see, like I said, the frustration, I get it out of the players. I'd be frustrated too. But since I'm not too confident in any other people playing, I think that'll come down a little bit. And then whether a spring season happens, whether it's just a full season left out, obviously that's the, that would be the most frustrating thing. But then there's eligibility questions and we'll see if they do get to play again. So like, like I said, Gabby, you and I have said this so many times, it's, it's just a big what if at this point, everything is so uncertain and yeah, we'll just have, well, again, it's just wait and see what happens. Yeah. I mean, until the country gets this under control, obviously it's always just going to be kind of the what if thing. Um, it's, that's just how it's going to be. Um, so let's talk about a spring season. Yeah. A hypothetical spring season for football. Um, we read on CBS this morning that Purdue's Jeff Brom came up with a hypothetical plan. So let's get into it. Spring 2021. An eight-game regular season from starting February 27th, regular season ends April 17th. No bye weeks with a two-week preparation period before postseason. Postseason format or postseason would be held from like May 1st to May 15th. The format could either be a 16 playoff with Power Five champions and wild card, or a Big Ten championship followed by Rose Bowl or 14 playoffs. So obviously, format A is more if everybody delays to a spring season. Format B is more if it's just you know a couple conferences, including the Big Ten. So then the 2021 off season would be no mandatory workouts for up to three months and the summer period begins July 19th. Then a four week training camp would begin September 4th. And then you would change up the fall a little, which, okay. 10 game regular season from October 2nd to December 11th. One bye week per team postseason begins January 1st, 2022. All right, let's break this down a little. So let's look at, the spring first. So, look at the spring. So, starting February 27th, so basically, someone's going to have to go shovel the snow off Memorial Stadium, um, off the field, be in all the seats and everything because there's going to be snow. Um, it's going to be freezing, uh-huh. absolutely freezing, but that's okay. Um, eight games. So, what's typically paid? 12 games, right? Am I going crazy? 12 games in a season? You're good. I'm <laughs> just making sure. We track. haven't lost it yet. <laughs> I haven't lost it yet. Okay, I'm going a little crazy, but not that crazy. So we're shrinking it down to a four less games, right? Uh-huh. This fall, if they were to play, it was supposed to be a 10-game slate. Now you're shrinking it again by two games, obviously all conference, um, conference only. So you're coming up with a whole new schedule now. Um, no bye weeks. So, I don't. What do you think about the no bye weeks? I'm conflicted because eight games. You know, you have the shortened season already. Do you need the bye weeks? 
So it is a shortened season, but Illinois would get a bye week after four games. In the NFL, like, I think it's kind of similar. Like, football's a lot on your body, you know? Like, it's a lot to prepare for. The practices are really rough, and obviously bye weeks are a little bit lighter on practices, we've heard. Eight, eight games in a row is a lot. And, you know, I think that they would be able to handle it, but that's immediately where your health concerns come in, not because of the virus, because of your actual body, like the physical part of your body, whether it's your head, your shoulder, whatever you're using. So do I think they need the bye weeks? No, but people would be tired by that eighth game, maybe more injuries we've seen than ever at that point in the season. So not necessary, but definitely one of the things that I think, one of the many things that would hurt this plan. Well, I think, okay, so you're planning to start February 27th. What's the difference in starting February 20th and putting a bye week? You know what I mean? Exactly. I don't, because February 20th and February 27th, nothing, like the weather hasn't changed, if that's your concern, you know, like that's still the same time of year. So I think you could even go to that plan. Obviously, I'm not the one proposing this. But that's just the thing. I agree with the bye week. I think you always hear coaches talk about how a bye week is so important because of injuries. You know, you get that recovery period, things like that. And yeah, not even talking about the virus. Football is just so hard on your body. That's why they have so much time off. That's why there's so much time between games. It's not baseball where you're playing almost every day. Like there is a huge break between games. Um, Postseason held. May 1st at 15th, um, that would That's be fine. That'd be really weird, but... It would be weird, but it would be fine. Don't like complications there. So yeah. then let's assume... Let's go to postseason format B. So that's... Let's assume SEC, PAC, or SEC Big 12, and ACC somehow play this. Wait, so I, I want to ask you there just about what you're saying about format A and format B, because you're saying that you think if everyone plays, it'll be format A, but if only some teams play... It would be format B. That's not how I interpret it because format B is how we play regularly. That, that's a normal college football season, right? Oh. Because a Big Ten team either goes to the playoff or the Rose Bowl. Like, I, I think that he's just saying, like, we could switch it up for a year or not. Like, I think that Brom, it's produced Coach Jeff Brom, for people that don't know, that made this. I think that he's just saying there could be a potential switch. Like, oh. I think that we're interpreting it differently. Yeah, I no, I was definitely taking it wrong. That makes sense. I read format B just as, like, I saw a big 10 and that's all I Yeah, I, I think that Brahm is assuming that this is all power five teams and like okay. the rest. Yeah. So, okay. Let's take a look at format A then. So it, this is changing up the playoff format, a 16th yeah. playoff with power five champions and a wild card. Um, I don't hate it. I just, I mean, okay. Looking at it right now, who, who would your teams be? All right, so, well, a six-team, like, first off for me, I think if you're doing six, why not just do eight? I've always kind of been in favor of eight. So, six teams, let's go. Uh, Ohio State, Clemson, Oklahoma, Alabama, I guess we're going to say, right? So, there's – and then Oregon. Okay. So then, so, then you get a wild card. So, that means you either take, like, the AAC winner, which could be Cincinnati or Memphis – or you take the very next best team, which could be like an LSU, a Penn State, in a weird situation, like a Texas, something like that. That's the type of thing we're looking at here, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. So I guess it would be something like that. I guess in my, you know, my eyes, you would just go eight team, which would be power five champions. And then not a non power five, like a group of five best team from there. And then two wild cards, because I don't like the idea of a one and two getting a buy while the other four teams play. I just think it should be one versus eight and stuff like that. So if you're switching up, why not make it eight anyways? But I don't know. Yeah. I would rather do a four team than a, than a six team. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about a six team. Um, Cause then I see, I would think the wild card would just be like the next best. So, like, say, in my opinion, I think LSU would be the SEC. So then the wild card could be like Bama. You know what I mean? Um, like the next so, best. How do you determine just one wild card, though? I feel like it's so much easier to determine two. That's true. Like, what happens if... There's going to be teams with the same record, like, because you're basically saying, okay, like, LSU's going to have a better record than Alabama. So, LSU's undefeated. Alabama's one loss. Let's say Wisconsin only has one loss, too. How do you interpret that tiebreaker? Because it's separate conferences, so that's kind of hard to make a tiebreaker based on, like, points or anything like that, because you're just playing different people. Yeah, exactly. Like, or like Penn State, for example, like, what if them and Bama are both 11 and one losing to LSU and Ohio State that are undefeated, both the games that Penn State and Bama lost were on the road by a touchdown? Like, how on earth do you determine this? The odds of three teams doing that, in my opinion, is much lower than two teams like having a super similar record, which again, is just one of my reasons that it should be eight team and not six team. But I think that would be really confusing and messy. I think so too. I don't really like that format. Um, format B. So normal. So Big Ten Championship, yeah. Rose Bowl, or fourteen playoff. Um, I don't see the need to switch it up. Um, just because, like, why would you? If well, if you're going about it like a normal season, why would you switch it up? So. If we're going to make a comparison to pro sports, look at baseball. They've made all these changes. They're making a playoff change. And so far, the changes they've made have actually been super productive. Like one of the most controversial things in baseball has always been, should the NL have a DH? Where I think the biggest controversy in college football is, should the playoff be more than four teams, right? Everyone loves the DH right now. Pretty much every single analyst and person that's covering baseball has absolutely loved the DH, including myself, who didn't like it before. So what happens if they're like, okay, one season, it's a shortened season. We're treating it like normal, but we're going to change it up a little bit. They go to eight teams and boom, everyone's happy. It works perfectly. Not saying it will happen, but productive experimentation has worked in other sports. I get that. And I think, I guess, kind of going off what you're trying to say there, like this is already such a weird time. Why not just throw more in it? Why not just, because at the end of the day, like, this can't get any weirder spring doing football in the spring. Like you're not getting weirder than that. So I guess this would be the time to try something new and basically just put it on the fact that we, you know, this is a different season. We have to do something different type of thing. When in reality, you're just trying to try something new. I yeah. would respect that. But again, I don't, I'm with you. I'd rather see an eight than a six team. Yeah. Um, like if they're trying to change it, which honestly, this is not an official plan by any means. This is, uh, Purdue's Jeff Brom's, you know, plan. So this is not official. It's not like we're going off like what the NCAA has said or anything. They obviously haven't said anything. But this is a solid 
this is a solid plan. Now, okay, so let's say we get through spring football. We do, well, let's say they listen to our podcast and they say, you know what, Josh, you're so right. 18 playoff, we're doing it. So do the 18 playoff, so exciting. Um, how great for us, cool. Okay, we Ooh. get stops at ESPN, awesome. They're like, these people are so smart. Okay, whatever. Yep. Now we go into off season. Ooh, this is where the problem with spring football starts. Obviously, there's going to be other problems and things like that, but this is where the main issue, the root of the problem with spring football starts. You're going to ask these guys to do what? Okay, if they finish in May and this plan, they're starting in October, though, but their training camp begins in September. So May to June, June to July, July to August, August, September. You're asking for a four-month turnaround. Four-month turnaround to play another shortened season, a 10-game regular season. So what they were going to play this fall, what the Big Ten was going to play this fall, and I'm going to just go ahead and assume it would all be conference only just to, again, limit travel, limit things like that. The virus is not going away in 2021. So limit everything. One bye week per team. So now you're basically asking to play five games in a row, six games yeah. in a row, potentially on how, however they split up the bye weeks. And postseason begins January 1st. So then you're done mid-January. Um, then you go back to regular in 2022. You're back to normal because you have one less month than you typically would, which, again, would not be that big of a deal. But, okay, so let's look at the fall 2021 uh, offseason. Okay. So no mandatory workouts for up to three months. Summer period begins July 19th. Training camp begins September 4th. What do you think? I mean, I think that obviously people want to play in the spring, but the turnaround is going to be tough, especially on people's bodies. And then, so are we assuming here that seniors don't get eligibility, right? Like it's just a new group of people for 2021 fall. Like seniors use their last year of eligibility. Yeah, in the spring, right. So that means we get a delayed season. It's 10 games, one bye week. The one bye week thing doesn't bother me. I actually think that that's going to be okay. Yeah. But my one thing is that how upset are people going to be with the fact that not only was like this past year's or what like this spring going to be messed up, but it's another year of like, like another not normal season. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that the plan is actually fine. I think that that could work. I think that people are going to be upset that we're starting as late as October 2nd. There's probably going to be no out of conference again, or there wouldn't be out of conference again. And then I get like, I just think that, I think that the plan works. I just think that people are going to be concerned with another, like out of the normal football season. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think that there's anything wrong with the plan, but they just had a weird spring season. It's going to be such a short turnaround. And then bam, you have another season where there's no like exciting first week out of conference games. You're starting a little later. I, I think that it can work. And I think that the plan is actually, you know, kind of impressive for Brown to come up with so fast. But I just think that the fans are going to be like, all right, like another season of this, that, and that. Like, what if we have a vaccine by then? People are going to be like, oh, why are we having a normal season? So that's where I think that like frustration and questioning comes in. So I want to read a little more. So Brom included very specific details for the 
fall 2021 practices, obviously amid concerns about physical stress on the bodies, obviously, like we've talked about. So it would, you would only have one padded practice allowed per week during the season. And following the 2021 season, there will be no traditional practice, spring practice for 2022, only four to five weeks with 20 hour limitations on workouts that may only consist of weight training. So then you're going into another not normal spring. So you're asking for over, if we're going from spring of 2020, when all this started, you're asking for two years. Two whole years. Two years of change and it not being normal. You're asking for coaches, university, like to change up all their plans. I think it comes down to how desperate are you to play this spring yeah like because if we don't play this spring college football is not having the spring you could just go back to normal in the fall obviously there's tons of questions about eligibility seniors the draft that's the biggest thing I think is even if you are playing in the spring how does that affect the guys who want to get drafted it's so messy right now but it comes down to how bad do you want to play college football in this academic year if you and I I can't answer that question you can't answer that question because a virus has to be under control it's not like if we're in the same spot that we are in the spring the big 10 can just be like you know what we we waited nothing's really changed but we can't wait any longer we're just gonna go because that would create so much backlash of, okay, why didn't you just do it in the fall? Like nothing's changed. What, what the heck, you know, type of thing. Um, If things do get a little better and the virus is a little more under control, I think no one is going to hesitate to play and they're just going to figure it out after, you know what I mean? Like not after, but they're just going to deal with all the issues and just play because of backlash from players backlash from you know whole schools like nebraska backlash from coaches you know everything like that obviously athletic departments who have no money now so i think if the virus gets a little more under control by february they're gonna play but when do they have to make this decision right when do you think they have to make this this decision by because that's you have to so say they start February 27th, like Brom proposes. You have to have, a, I would say, like a four-week training camp or at least mm-hmm. a three-week training camp to get your bodies back in, like, football. Well, didn't, didn't he say two-week training camp in here? Didn't he have that? He said. Oh, yeah, two-week preparation. No, he only put two oh, weeks. preparation. Yeah, you're right. Not training camp. You have to have a couple week training camp. So that would start, let's say, beginning of February. Um, the semester end or winter break doesn't come back until like the end of January. So you'd have to know, I would say, by December so teams can make their preparations and players can make their preparations and get back to campus on time I would say December so that's four months from now yeah so the big Ten is four months that's a long time that's a long time I would say to be able to come up with a decent plan for spring football 
also including the next like year and a half of what that plan's going to look like. I think that the number one thing that's going to affect this is going to be whether or not those three power five conferences actually play this fall, because if those three do play this fall, I, I think that the big 10 and PAC 12 would just say, all right, screw it. Like if it's just us two conferences, we're not going to do it. I could be wrong about that, but that's what, you know, I imagine would happen. So the biggest thing that would mess this up is going to be if those three conferences do decide to play. And I think that's going to mess up scheduling. I also think it's going to mess up recruiting because people are going to be like, okay, like screw this. If teams in the North don't want to play, you know, what if something like this happens again, I'm just going to go to, you know, any SEC, ACC, big 12 school. So I think that's the biggest design factor. It is obviously, I think that something's going to happen and they're not going to make it through or even start a fall season for those three conferences. So assuming they get scrapped though, and there is decisions about like playing in the spring, I agree with you. It's about December that they have to make the decision. All of this while talking about basketball, which is the biggest sport for like the second half of the year, even or for winter, whenever it starts. So I, you know, I feel bad for the people that have to make these decisions, no matter what they do choose, they're going to get backlash from the media, the fans, the players, the coaches, you know, whatever it is. So like I said, I feel bad for these people, but that's what they're getting paid to do. Uh, I agree with you. I think it should be December probably when they make that decision. But even if they make the decision in December, yes, we're going to do this. Then the virus gets worse when kids go home for winter break and come back at the end of January, we could be in the exact same spot again with them, you know, postponing or canceling the season so that's what I almost think they have to make the decision by Thanksgiving break because the way you advise doing it like most other colleges I think is everybody's going nobody's coming back after Thanksgiving break till second semester yeah it's a two-month at home period you should probably try to make that decision by then so athletes know that they need to be back they don't get that two months, basically. They only they sh- they would only get a couple weeks so they could come back quarantine for two weeks and then be ready to go. And again, we've seen the Big Ten. Anybody can just at in the blink of an eye change. They literally put out the schedule last week. Like they were kind of had everybody ready to go. They started training camp and then they just pulled the plug. So, I mean, it's difficult. I mean, can sit here and you know play with different things and different formats all day but a lot of it just comes down to do we as a country control this virus like if we cannot get this under control by January February no there's not going to be college football in this academic year and that's just the reality because the Big Ten has already at least Big Ten college football the Big Ten has already showed has already told us that you know this is not controlled enough for us to play so if it's the same way in February and January it's going to be the same decision and I hope every college football every sports fan every person working in college sports sports in general gets like a wake-up call if you haven't already wear your mask social distance just be smart be practice high proper like hygiene control you know what I mean like I hope this is a wake-up call for a lot of people who really just thought that, you know, college football would just get played because of the money. Um, I think back in the spring, I definitely thought there's no way they wouldn't play college football. Like, the money is too important. But the Big Ten has showed us that, yeah, we know the money's important, but, like, health is more important to us. And I think 
obviously it sucks, but the, when you look at it like that, like you have to put health first in this type of situation. Um, yeah, it's hard. I really hope we would have seen Illinois football this fall. I hope we see it this spring. I hope they come up with something. But more importantly, I hope to see Illinois college basketball this winter. And now you say more importantly for you, you got, you have to, you know, make that clear because some people are football or religion here. So right, my bad. More importantly for me, and Josh, <laughs> I can speak for me and Josh here. Yeah. More importantly, we see, we need to see college basketball. More importantly, Illinois college basketball. Um, yesterday, uh, Wednesday in the press conference, there were a couple of questions to Josh Whitman about basketball, very vague answers just because he doesn't know anything yet. Um, but he, he did say they're planning to play. Like, they're prepping to play, which is understandable. He met with the men's and women's basketball programs Wednesday or Tuesday night, I think, too, when he met with everybody else um, and just told them to keep going. Basically, keep doing what you're doing. You guys are doing a great job. You know, tests are under control. You guys are social distancing, wearing masks. Um, keep doing what you're doing, and we should be able to get there. Um, Let's talk a little bit about the college basketball bubble. College basketball bubble. I think we briefly touched on this with Isaac last week, maybe, or we were just texting about it. I don't know. But what are your thoughts on a college basketball bubble, Josh? So right after the Big Ten officially canceled or postponed college football, I saw a lot of people – that tweeted and said, all right, like now it's time for the Big Ten to start thinking about college basketball. You give yourself time, plan a bubble, yada, 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 do all this and that. I don't think a bubble's realistic. I think a season's realistic, but I actually don't think a bubble's realistic because it all, I always come back to like these kids aren't getting paid. These kids are, you know, in school. A lot of them, even though they probably don't care as much as the regular students do, like they still do want an education. Their parents probably care about it. I don't think they're going to bubble them because they're student athletes. You know, even if they are on break, like they're like, what about seeing their families? They're not getting paid to do this is what I keep coming back to. Like, this is all technically voluntary. If you think about it, like I, I think that a bubble could work if people were willing to do it, but I don't think that it's the most realistic thing. If they did, they'd probably do it, you know, somewhere like, what's a good middle ground, like Indiana, Ohio, something like that. I think it would be conference by conference. So the Big Ten would only play the Big Ten. SEC only play the SEC, you know, yada, yada, yada. And it could work, but I personally don't think it's realistic. I'm not like Colin Coward. I can't just devise a plan that I think is genius in one day and speak it to the world and have everybody react to it. So I don't have a plan myself, but I am very skeptical about a bubble. I think you could do a bubble for March Madness. If you can get through the season and let's say, you know, there's limitations on travel, let's say it's just a conference season. Um, I think you could do a bubble for March Madness. And, but you'd probably need like two um, based on like. Size. Wait, what? Like the size of college basketball, like there's so many teams, you'd probably need two bubbles. Well, yeah, exactly. Like kind of how the NHL is doing it. Like they have uh, two bubbles in Canada right now, and I think that's really smart. So you have both sides of the bracket, each in a bubble, and then obviously I would say like what elite eight, you bring them all together. 
maybe. Yeah. Final four, whatever, whatever. So I think I agree. I don't think a whole season bubble is attainable just because you're asking the NCAA or the NCAA is going to bend their biggest like statement, which is that they are students first. That is the Mm -hmm. reason why so many people hate the NCAA, but they stick by it. And a lot of their decisions are based off of that. So I think obviously you could take online classes, blah, 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 whatever. But again, the NBA players, the NHL players, they're getting, they're getting paid to not see their families, not see their friends, not do their normal life. And I know so many of the college basketball players would probably do it just because they want to play. Um, I'm pretty sure the whole Illinois team would do it without blinking an eye because they know their potential. Yeah. Um, and I would thank them every day for it. <laughs> but I don't think it's that realistic. I think the most realistic thing is to just play conference. You know how fun that would be for the Big Ten? I don't care about the other conferences, but I mean, just playing Big Ten basketball would be so much fun. Um, so obviously, we don't have a ton of like, facts yet or even ideas yet for college basketball we but it's just something to be thinking about and I really 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 hope the big time the NCAA has been on that this is I know we saw all the tweets like okay now it's the time no the time should have been months ago that we're already thinking about college basketball the second we shut down March Madness we should have been NCAA the big 10 what all the conferences should have been already making a plan and I think that's the biggest thing. It's like these plans need to be, they needed to be started two, two, three, four, five months ago. You know what I mean? So I hope behind the scenes, they've already have some ideas. Um, I think personally, it's too late to be starting the, the talks now. So hopefully, you know, they've already been doing that, but I don't know, bubbling college basketball would just, especially without paying these guys and without giving these guys, because then they're not going to school properly. You know, they're not getting their proper education, in my opinion. So that's just asking the NCAA to bend a lot of their, uh, like, core morals and their core, like, values when it comes to student-athletes. But I don't know. Honestly, at this point, I wouldn't be surprised if they figured out a way just because they're going to find a way to play college basketball, knock on wood. Um, they're going to find a way to play college basketball because the NCAA, obviously everybody makes so much money off college football, but March Madness, like that's a huge moneymaker for the NCAA. And obviously, you know, we don't want to think that it's just about money and it's not just about money, but plays a big role when a lot of these universities are about to be like 50, 60 million dollars in debt. Um, so I don't know. It should be interesting. Um, college basketball, obviously, Illinois men's and women's are still going about their normal workouts, their practices. The, nothing has really changed for them in these past few days, and I think that's good. I think it's good to just kind of keep them on the same track they're going. But yeah, I don't know. I think we're in a really we're in a really rough time. We're in a really sucky time. Um, I wish there were more answers. I wish there were more you know, plan set in place, but I think we kind of just have to wait. And I think every person has to do their part. Everyone just has to do their part in the next few months. Like we just need to reel it in. We all need to 
you know, look in the mirror, take a look at ourselves. How bad do we really want these things? Um, and it's not just, you know, sports, it's all the entertainment industry, you know, concerts, things like that, musicals, you know, everything that revolves around entertainment. But yeah, any last thoughts, Josh? I mean, just as far as college basketball goes, I think that conference only would be great you know teams find their destiny there like out of conference sure there can be some fun games but like obviously what it comes down to is how you perform there so I think that if they did find a way a productive way to do you know a safe conference only season before bubbling March Madness yeah I think that could work because they're going to have March Madness by the way like those people especially with college basketball for the TV revenue like I've said it before I'll say it again these capitalists need that money and they know how much they benefit off of March Madness. And I think they've already said it. March Madness is happening in 2021. So they're going to have it. So I, I'm hopeful for basketball. It sounds weird. But even if there is a virus, I think they'll find a way to get it done. And just you're right. Everything's uncertain. We wish we had more answers. You know, like you said, the whole entertainment industry, we wish, you know, the best for them. But we're talking about sports. So we're going to focus on sports. And that's what we hope most for. But we want to cover a good basketball team this winter. We want to cover a good football team this fall, hopefully this spring. Hopefully we get the chance. I don't know. All I know is if we don't get to see this Illinois basketball team, then my theory of just Illinois being cursed is correct like yeah is again the arguably the best team it, the best team since 2005 now arguably the best team since 2005 if this season doesn't get played I, like NCAA will have have several phone calls voicemails emails from me from Gabby Hyduke uh, from Gabby Hyduke they're gonna ban me they're gonna like put a like put my name up on posters like please take this girl's cell phone away she keeps calling us she's psycho um but no they will be hearing from me and they better start thinking of a plan otherwise I'll turn into a Karen I'll be a Karen for the <laughs> Illinois college basketball season and I'm not afraid to say it so anyways enough of the crazy talk um hopefully we'll be back next week with some sort of good news for you guys sorry this was such a little depressing podcast but it had to be done we had to break everything down hopefully in the next you know a couple of weeks we start hearing some more plans just about college football college basketball you know fall sports in general um but yeah we look forward to talking next week this has been the daily Illini sports podcast thanks for listening